Hello and welcome to Simon Minutes Pro Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the planet. Now let's get something out of the way straight away. If you are watching this on youtube.com forward slash the Miller Report rules, I know that it seems like it's live because we've done one of those new premiere things that YouTube goes on about, but it's not live. It is pre-recorded. I am doing this the week before the week you're seeing this, so I'm not aware of a lot of wrestling news that is going on. But I wanted to make sure I get something up, because I say I'm not in the country right now, and I didn't want the schedule to stop. We're only going to do one episode this week, we usually do two, but I was like, screw it, if we can do it, we'll do it. So, you know, I came up with a little format, I thought, I'm going to get a bunch of questions in, which I did via the Facebook group, Simon's Pros and Podcast, you can search for it, doing my Twitter and Instagram up there. Um, I got a lot of questions we're going to answer, but then 24 hours ago, before I did indeed record this, it turned out that Roman Reigns is coming back to Raw on Monday to give us an update on everything that's going on him and his leukemia battle. And that is a big deal. Um, I've got something in my teeth. That's weird. It's like the Google thing last week. What is that? I have just eaten some food. It's probably that. It's nice, isn't this? Nice my podcast. Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, the first thing that hit me was, well, I intrigue and, you know, the way that WWE's laid it out, you'd have to hope that it's good news because it would seem incredibly, well, in bad taste, just say that Roman Reigns is going to come back to Raw and it'd be bad news without, you know, if it's bad news, you tell us now. You don't, excuse me, what is going on? You don't wait, you know, for the bad news. That's just bad. That, I, I think that would rub uh, a lot of people up the wrong way and rightfully so. And he's also going to be on Good Morning America the next day. So that's Monday, Tuesday. I don't know where the, the two shows are. But hopefully that'll be awesome. Again, my first, I get aside from that, oh my gosh, I hope he's, it's going to be okay and it's going to be all good was... I was a bit annoyed that I'm away and not being able to do ups and downs because that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about. But hey ho, such is life. But I hope, I mean, I don't know whether he's back for good. I don't know where he's going to be at WrestleMania. I mean, it was interesting that we saw the Shield Triple Powerbomb a couple of weeks ago with Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. So maybe they're going to do something with the Shield. Maybe he gets involved in the Seth Rollins Brock Lesnar main event at Mania 35. Personally, I wouldn't want that. I think it makes more sense to shine a spotlight on Seth for himself, but whatever. When it comes to Roman Reigns, the situation he's been through has been so horrific that as long as he's doing well, that's the main thing. And I think as much as we love wrestling, as much as we love to talk about it and debate about it and sometimes go a bit crazy about it, it doesn't really matter. Like it could vanish tomorrow and we'd still be all right. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I love wrestling. I watch it every day. But it's not the be all and end all in a man's life, especially a man, you know, a husband and a, and a father. I hope he's doing well. So by the time you see this, obviously you will know the news. This is going to go live a couple of days after all that's gone down. But hopefully, because I've explained when this is being filmed, you just get a little bit of my perspective. And obviously next week when we do return, I'll get into it and I'll get into it hard. Right. No idea how long this episode's going to go either. I'm just going to answer as many questions as there are and then we'll wrap it up. Could be 20 minutes, could be an hour. We'll see what happens. Uh, Ashley, oh, and of course, as always, supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon 316. Always want to shout that out. More and more people keep coming on board. It's awesome because it means I can do more of this kind of stuff, which is just fun, right? Puts a smile on my face. So even if you can throw in a dollar, it really helps. Just head over to Patreon, throw a dollar in there, and hopefully you won't even see that coming out of your account every single month because it's a dollar. Uh, and, also, and for the people that always go, why isn't it in pounds? Because I don't run Patreon.com and they do it in dollars. That's it. Uh, Ashley Robinson Voss. NXT Invasion. Is this a convoluted way to call up stars or the start of something truly awesome? We're not going to know. And we're not going to know for a while. We'll know better. You'll know better than me, as in the person me right now sat here in the past. Because I think we'll get a good indicator of that on Raw and SmackDown next week. 
I don't know why there were some people going, oh, I'm sure this is just a one-off for, for all of them. And I was like, how can it be a one-off? I think it'd be crazy to show all those bio videos and have them going over main roster talent. Still something in my teeth. This is really fun, this. I'm really glad this is happening. Um, yeah, and then to just make them vanish again. I mean, what does that say for the guys that are on the main roster? So, no, I think they're up properly. I think they're going to pull double duty on NXT for a while. That's that. And whether or not it turns out to be... I don't know, because there's a load of rumours now as well. The other rumour is that Triple H and Vince McMahon... Who knows how true this stuff is? But the Vince McMahon and Triple H are at loggerheads with, 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 with one another. Triple H wants to push them as top guys. Vince McMahon kind of wants to throw them a curveball to see how they, you know, they deal with it, which seems crazy to me, because if you want them to be top stars, you've got to treat them like top stars. I mean, that's just... We've seen what... Look at EC3. Again, hopefully he had a better showing this week. But at the moment, it's no good at all. I can't say it's no good at all. That's a bit extreme. But it, you don't don't make people fight up. Put them on top, and then if you need to drop them down for whatever reason, then that's your call. But you don't put somebody in the trenches straight away. That, that, that's crazy. So, no, I hope that it is good, and I hope that it, you know, the rating for Raw and SmackDown was good last week. Hopefully the NXT guys had something to do with that. And hopefully it has brought a few people back in who want to see how they're going to be used. So I keep both fingers crossed for that. Carl Foot, this entirely relies on Kofi having won the belt at WrestleMania. Wow, you thought forward thinking. At what point do you think the New Day triple threat for the WWE Championship should happen, and who do you think should be the one to go over? Should there be a heel turn in there somewhere, or just a very competitive bout between the three? I mean, the problem with that is that isn't something I'd want to see. If Kofi Kingston became the WWE Champion, I wouldn't want to see a triple threat match for the, for the belt between the New Day. I can't really tell you why. It just doesn't appeal to me that much. I like them all. I think eventually the group will run its course. And then what we do, I don't know, because they still seem to be enjoying it, which kind of is the main point to a certain degree. But I don't think I get much out of New Day versus Kofi versus Xavier. I think I get something more out of New Day uh, Kofi versus Big E if Big E went heel, because I think I would tell quite a good story and you'd introduce a new dynamic. But putting Xavier Woods in there, I just, I just, don't, I just don't see it. And I don't see why the belt... The belt doesn't really need to be involved if you do that, because you've got enough, given they've been together five years, longest reigning tag team champion, so on and so forth. So, no. I, it's just something that I, I, I just don't think... I don't, it just doesn't do much for me. Uh, Joshua Holmes, who has the best haircut in WWE right now? Easy, man. Cesaro. It's the style of the times. Got to get with it. Ball 2019. Uh, Thomas Speller. Favourite match of eras of wrestling, Attitude Era, Ruthless Era, New Generation. Well, it depends when you think start, when you think what when stuff starts. Because people argue over when the Attitude Era starts. So if and it depends and when does the New Generation Era end? Because some people put WrestleMania 13 in the New Generation Era when you had Stone Cold versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 13. Let's go with that one. Um, that would be it. That's one of my favourite matches ever. The Ruthless Era, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to go through... I'd have to go through and try and think what I enjoyed. I'm trying to think now, if anything. But I guess CM Punk versus John Cena. But again, that's 2011. That's way after the Ruthless Aggression Era. But it's not Attitude Era either, is it? In terms of Attitude Era matches, probably WrestleMania 18 after Austin versus The Rock. Just the pageantry of the whole thing. The amount of people they had, the show, the glitz, the glam. It was amazing, right? I mean, it was absolutely amazing. It's ruthless is hard, and they're all hard because you know we we kind of make these generations up after the fact. And the attitude era one is especially interesting because a lot of people say it's when Vince McMahon gave that speech. You know, we don't think you believe in good guys versus bad guys, and that was well after Bret Hart had left, I believe. I don't know, my dates get all tangled up in my mind. But I'll say, attitude era, 
yeah, WrestleMania 17 main event. Ruthless Aggression era doesn't work at all, but I put Cena versus Punk in there for... Or you can have Brock Lesnar versus Cena at SummerSlam or Punk versus Brock Lesnar, but that's way after Ruthless Aggression. And New, new Generation, I'll say WrestleMania 13. Uh, same question, same person. Thomas, favorite NXT takeover? Mm, probably the one with that ladder match for the North American title because I love that match to death. Uh, and also, what were your thoughts on Michael Cole and Taz as a commentary team? For me personally, they were my favorite of all time. I mean, Jerry Jerry Lawler and, and uh, JR would always be my favorite of all time just because of how old I was. Even though in hindsight, Jerry Lawler probably isn't as entertaining as I remember. But look, man, that's cool that you like them. I mean, I thought Taz was okay, better than I probably presumed he would be before the fact, just because I knew him as Taz the wrestler. Michael Cole is a conversation we could have on, you know, literally just one episode of these podcasts. He's a, because he, he, I think he's put in a very difficult position where he has to sell about a thousand different things and probably, as we've heard, has Vince McMahon in his ear. And if that is all true, I think he does a very, very good job. But how true it is, I, I, I don't know. But they certainly wouldn't be in my... In my in my top ten, uh, Cheney Childers. Shout out to Cheney as well. I know she's going through a lot right now. So Cheney, I hope uh, when you when you hear this, you're doing a bit better. Uh, non wrestling related. Would you ever do a PSA on women's health or how to be super positive through this? Um, yeah, I mean, I probably would. I don't know if I'd say women's health just because I wouldn't want to offend anybody. I don't want anyone to think that I'm a man trying to explain that. But I know what you mean. I guess you're talking about breast cancer and and things to that effect. I think we could. I mean, I know I've done that for men before, but I think. It's that thing I've talked about many a time when it's easier to speak on behalf of your gender or your race or your religion because you're in it, whereas sometimes it can be a bit preachy otherwise. But I certainly would do um, I do something on, on health in general. So yes, I will do that. I absolutely will. Uh, also, I'm glad Oscar is back, but do you see them building up a feud with Mandy Rose for WrestleMania? And who is your favorite female wrestler of all time? I don't know because it seems like it's going to be Mandy Rose versus Oscar at Fastlane, hence why they did that match on SmackDown. And to clarify as well, I didn't mind that Mandy Rose won that match. I mind that Mandy Rose won that match after Oscar had vanished for a month. That was the issue. If it had happened straight after the Rumble, it sets up a new program and it sets up a new feud. I mean, I would have preferred Sonya Deville to get involved, but whatever. But it was the fact because she'd been away from so long and then she comes back and lost. To me, it was a double-edged sword. And I know that's going to get loads of people going, well, Miller, I bet you would have given it a down after Mania. Maybe, but I don't know. But in the context it was presented to me, I was just a bit like, meh. So I think it's going to be Lacey Evans versus Oscar at SmackDown, which I'm cool with as well. People are dissing it, going, oh, she's crap and she botched at the Rumble. Okay, maybe those things are true. But I always try and look at it from the human being point of view. And I'm sure Lacey Evans is over the moon with this opportunity. We all make mistakes. And I'd rather get behind her and hope that WWE are right. And then, not even judge, but then critique it down the line than just crap all over it now. Maybe she's great. Maybe she flies. And again, from a humanistic point of view, if that's what WWE wants to do, good for Lacey Evans. And I hope she embraces the opportunity and, and goes all the way. Uh, my favorite female wrestler of all time, it's not a great... That's not a word, but I mean, I need to watch more Japanese women's wrestling from back in the day because I know there are some women who are absolutely, you know, phenomenal. So I'll, I'll admit that my exposure to women's wrestling is very much what the American or the Western scene has presented to me. But I would put Charlotte Flair in that mix, which I know is going to drive people crazy. But I just think she's so naturally talented and I think she's so good at the characterization stuff too. Plus, I love the match she had with Oscar at WrestleMania last year. She would be in the conversation. I'd also mention Gail Kim, who I always felt was underused by WWE and kind of revolutionized the knockouts division in TNA. And maybe they will be my... They'll be my two. I think they're the two that spring to mind. I know there's another one like Wendy Richter and 
uh, Londra Blaze or whatever her other name was, Medusa. But in, in terms of the wrestling I like to watch, it's Gail Kim and, and Charlotte. I know it's new one and it's a bad pick, but again, maybe I need to educate myself a bit more on that. Again, it's only the Western stuff I've been exposed to, mostly because I've only really been watching Japanese wrestling for about five years, so I've got a lot to catch up on. Uh, Thomas Speller, a non-wrestling question. Do, are you a football fan? Who do you support? I'm an Arsenal fan, and I've actually recently started working for Arsenal Nation TV, so you can go check that out. For all the people that tweeted me going, oh, Millie, you fucking idiot for being an Arsenal fan... I view football like I view wrestling. It's fun. It's entertainment. I don't care who you support and I don't care who I support. In the sense, I just want everyone to enjoy it and let's not let it become a negative thing because that sucks. Uh, J.R. Poklemba. Good name. If SmackDown Live is going to become more like a sport when it goes to Fox, should Raw then try to be more of a variety show with more over-the-top and even sillier wrestlers like Elias and The New Day? No. I don't think you need to look at them like that. I think they should be their own entities, but I don't think you have to bounce one on the other and go, well, that's our serious show and that's our silly show. Also, even when SmackDown goes to Vox, Fox, Vince McMahon will still see Raw as the A, A, A show. Old habits die hard, right? So I don't think that's anything's going to change. I think Raw is pretty much going to be in this form or this structure until something you know cataclysmic happens and you know the, the roof falls off. So no, I, I, I don't think... And I don't think you should do that either. I think you just play to the strengths of the show, I mean, that's the stuff that we miss, you know, play, make sure the continuity is good and make sure you're pushing the wrestlers that, you, you know, as a collective feel like the right people uh, to be pushed. And then, you know, if we don't know what they're going to do with SmackDown. They're going to have to do something because it needs probably 3.5 million plus uh, viewers and that would put it above Raw. But I don't think then you need to have a back and forth. But I don't know what you do. Maybe October 2019 is when we finally get this change in terms of the way it looks and the foundations that we've been waiting for for a while. I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be against it at all. Jaden Wiggins, who will challenge Oscar at WrestleMania? I think it will be Lacey Evans. Not that keen on the Mandy Rose match at Fastlane, so hoping for Kyrie Sane or Shane ba Sane Baszler. Would love to hear your thoughts, man. I don't think it's going to be Kyrie Sane or Shane Baszler because if you call them up now, they're already going to get lost in the shuffle because the main roster is already packed. And it's just too soon before Mania. You'd be, Shayna Baszler, for example, is going to get much more of an impact if she debuts the Raw after WrestleMania and attacks Oscar, should she still be the champion. So I would do that. I think that makes more sense. And she doesn't get lost in the shuffle, which can happen in the lead up to Mania. Uh, Kyrie Sane could be her too, but I guess if you're feuding with Oscar, you want a heel, and Shayna Baszler is a really, really good heel. I think Mandy Rose versus Oscar at Fastlane would be all right. I thought their SmackDown match was decent. So, again, I'm not going to poo-poo over it now, but I don't think we'll see those two until mid-April at the earliest. Uh, Chaney Childers. Why? Here's why. We're the only debut of men on NXT, but no women. That's a good point. I'm excited that Black and Gargano were called up, but I see they are, and I hope this isn't true, especially Gargano, if they are putting him and Ciampa back together again. Um, actually, one at a time. Actually, now I've said that, I kind of understand why. You don't need to call any women up from NXT at the moment, because the women are doing fine. It's the men that need help. And I think that's why they needed to plug the hole. So, you know, the women are doing fine. They're doing great. I mean, even, like we just said, Oscar, I rate Mandy Rose. I like Sonya Deville, Charlotte, Becky, Ronda. And Nikki Cross is there. Nikki Cross is great when she finally gets her opportunity. So I need to call anybody up. Um, as for the Champa Gargano thing, I think we're just going to have to stomach this one. It seems like they're going to be feuding on NXT. That may tie across to the main roster. We've still got a good few weeks. Maybe they do it at WrestleMania itself instead of doing it on the TakeOver show. I don't know. But it's weird. But we'll wait and see. And if they do do that, they just don't care. And that won't be that big of a surprise. Uh, the Oscar match, why in the world did they do that? Again, I don't know. It would have been fine the night after the Royal Rumble, but after the gap is, is a mystery. Are you excited that DX are going into the Hall of Fame, including China? Yes, I am. 
you know, they, they, you can't, you'd be hard pushed to argue that DX don't deserve it, whether you like the group or not. They were a pivotal part of the Attitude Era. Like a lot, what people say, a lot of people say is they'll go Stone Cold, The Rock, The Undertaker, DX. And DX usually gets in third place. So yes, and China, you know, China did things that no woman had ever done. And she also managed to do it in a time when, you know, the, the, the focus on men's wrestling was almost bigger than ever, given that women were being sexualized. And China found a way to stand out, not only stand out through it, but get over and be popular. And that's just a double-edged thing that you can't replicate because it's impossible without going back to the time and having the context. So she's absolutely a Hall of Famer. I know she did some, well, to some people, some controversial things afterwards. But again, that's the discussion in and of itself. But for all the merits of what she did in the wrestling industry, she deserves it. So yeah, I am excited. I do think it's good. Um, update on me. I had another MRI done this week. Won't know till the fourth on the results. I have a neurologist appointment next week, so wish me luck. I do wish you luck, Cheney, and uh, keep me keep me informed. And that's all on the Facebook group, should you wish to, to find out. Uh, Mark Roy Day. After Kofi's great showing at Elimination Chamber, do you see WWE giving him a proper singles run with one of the top two titles? I don't, you know. I think I'll have a great match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane. He'll lose, segue into a feud with somebody else, and that'll be that. He'll go back to where he was before. And that's not a diss on Kofi. That's just what I think WWE does. They've already got plans for something else. I think it would be quite hard to sustain this momentum into April, especially April the 7th, which is still a good five, six weeks away. So no, I don't see it. I don't see it happening. I'm not against it. If it does, I think Kofi Kingston would be great in that role. But... I would imagine it's just of its time. And one of those amazing situations that was never meant to happen, but obviously Mustafa Ali had to give up his position. And as Kofi said on Edge and Christian's podcast, he knew that Mustafa Ali would kill it, so he had to live up to a, a, a bar that he'd set himself. But I don't think we'll give him the title. Maybe one day, but not at the moment. Uh, such a good name always. Menely Janelle Merchantson. So good. I love that they brought up the awesome NXT guys, but doesn't it just bury the other NXT call-ups that they spent all of December trying to get fans excited for? All Lacey Evans does is catwalk. No heavy machinery matches or EC3 lately. Seems like they never got any of the same momentum. How would you have booked the original NXT call-ups? Like they're doing with the dudes now. I totally agree with you. EC3 especially. I mean, at least Lacey Evans is doing something. And Heaven Machinery are the new bushwhackers. But I guess at least on their TV, again, I wouldn't do that with them. But EC3 is the worst because he wasn't even given a chance. His greatest asset are his promos. And he wasn't allowed to cut a promo. So that's nuts. And you're right. Now these four have come up. They now, you know, the, the guys that came up in January or whenever, they already feel like second runs, afterthoughts. So I would have just, all you needed to do was have EC3 win a few matches. He could have cut a promo before a match, send some nobody out there, and he wins. That would have been fine. And now we'd be talking about EC3. But he has been usurped by, by these extra people being called up, which we do love. But I don't understand the timing out of it all. It seems very last minute and, and very, very strange. Same with Nikki Cross to a certain degree too. Nikki Cross had a pretty good debut. But then when she was behind that fence screaming at Rey Mysterio... And now she's, you know, she, wherever sanity's gone, she's gone too. So yeah, why even bother? Because you've taken someone that had some, you know, some serious mileage built up in NXT. When, again, whether you liked her or hated her, it didn't matter. She had a character and she was developing and she was progressing. Probably ready for the main roster, but it didn't have to be called up now. And we did it for whatever reason. And we've already put it, you haven't even given them a chance. That's what I don't get. If they fail and they screw up, okay, I get it. That's the chain of command. But when you don't even put them in the opportunity to fail... That's when I get a bit confused. So I would have just given them a chance. That's all. Mike Pfaff. How do you think the landscape of WWE will change once Roman comes back? Well, you'll know, man, when you hear this. 
So I can't really comment. Uh, Richard Ingman, how do you see Velveteen Dream going when he gets to the main roster? I can see him being the next Goldust character, but with that, it's mid-card for life. It all depends how much Vince McMahon likes the gimmick. Like, he does have something. He certainly is going to make an impact when he gets to Raw or SmackDown, which, as we've known, is, is really, really important. I think whatever opportunity he's given, he'll smash. But yeah, if Vince McMahon seems like a gold dust, that's that. He's pigeonholed. If Vince McMahon sees him like a stardust, you know, same kind of thing. So it all depends. I think he's probably got a bit more of a serious edge than those two. Plus, he's got youth on his side. It's going to be really interesting, that one, because he is a WWE character, and Vince McMahon loves characters. And he's all right in the ring. Like, he's, 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 he certainly holds his own. I can't call it. That may be the one that breaks through and breaks the mold. At least I hope so. Christopher Brown. Since we start fantasy booking Mania in November, can we start trying to book SummerSlam now? Since it's being held in Toronto this year, it should be a really wacky event. Well, it means we'll get a good crowd, which is always a plus, you know, make it feel like a big event. But I don't think there's any way to try and predict what's going to happen on that show. You need the fallout from Mania to kind of fashion what else is going to happen throughout 2019 and that's why usually not this year but usually it's more easy to predict wrestlemania because that's what after that we hit reset and then you can kind of again work out who's going to feud with who so no we can't as much as i'd like to uh michael Paccio, what do you think who do you think Cody, cody's match will be at double or nothing well i now think it may be marty skirl as far as i'm aware marty skirl's contract ends in april so if that is the case why not bring him in and pay off all that heavyweight stuff that him and Cody have been arguing about on being the elite? I don't know if it's like a top, top match, but I think people would want to see it. Maybe it's even a surprise. You know, if Cody Rath has a mystery opponent, that's going to get people interested. And I think having it as Marty Skrull, I think people would like that. So I'm going to say Marty Skrull, based on not a lot. Uh, Christian Brown. Sam Roberts doesn't like Bianca Belair. Why is that an issue with the internet wrestling community? I don't know anything about this. I know he made a comment about him on a pre-show. I don't, whatever, it means nothing to me. Uh, if you could wrestle anywhere in the world, where would it be? America, because I feel like, you know, I, that's where the home of wrestling was to me as a kid. So to get over there and actually be paid for doing a match and hopefully having a pretty decent one would be uh, would be awesome. Who's your wrestling crush? Don't worry, your girlfriend doesn't listen or watch these anyway, so it's no big deal. Well, there's a thing. Who's your, I don't really have a wrestling crush. I think that's a bit creepy. I mean, 99.9% .9 of the entire roster is attractive. I wouldn't say I had a wrestling crush. No, no, but I don't. Um, David Ayers, do you think NXT will get a TV deal? I'd much prefer Raw gives an hour to NXT and becomes Raw presents NXT two hours each for all three brands. Uh, maybe FS1 when they move to Fox. I actually hope that doesn't happen. Um, they'll, they'll never take an hour off Raw because Raw makes too much money as a three-hour show. And I worry that if we did that to NXT, we would dampen it a little bit and it wouldn't be as good you know right now nxt is the one thing that we all enjoy watching and usually want more of and that's what you want a tv program to do you want it to finish and go, oh not now so i actually hope it doesn't happen if it ain't broke don't fix it and right now nxt it ticks all the boxes unlike sometimes raw and smackdown maraf sabano good name do you think wwe is going to make every nxt call up less great than they were down at nxt again man you'll have to ask in a few weeks once we know with Johnny Gargano and co. Because they could break the mold. The ones that I would put money on being better would be Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. I think Matt Riddle's got something too. Colin Hudson. Do you think Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano will stay as a tag team for the time being? It depends on what... Again, if they're going to bring together the NXT and WWE stuff, no. But if Triple H has gone F you, Vince, I'm going to do my own thing. And Vince is like, okay, cool, I don't care. 
if you watch all the shows, you're just going to have to go on a crazy wild ride for a while. And yes, that will suck a little bit. Uh, Gareth Jones, what's your thoughts on Ty asking for his release and where he would, would he go? Obviously, AEW will be up there, but would he be the right fit? Well, I should have said this. TJ Perkins, Ty Dillinger and Atami all got their releases today, which is Friday the 22nd. They're all gone. Um, I'd imagine that's a positive because I imagine all three probably wanted to go. I can see TJP going to AEW. I can actually see Ty Dillinger going to Impact because he's a Canadian-based company and he's from Canada. I know he is good mates with Cody, but I don't think he is necessarily a right fit for AEW. But maybe he is. I don't know. I can't answer that because Ty Dillinger was never really used to any great degree in WWE to make that kind of assumption. Like He smashed it down in NXT, but NXT is like some crazy bizarro world in the WWE uh, environment. I mean, it's difficult. You don't want everyone that walks out the door of WWE to go to AEW because then you've got TNA. And that didn't help it. With that said, is he underrated? Yes. Could he offer something? Yes. Cody Rhodes and him are friends? Potentially. Um, Michael Paccio. Thoughts on the Hulk, Ho- thoughts on the Hulk Hogan biopic um, and Chris Hemsworth being cast? Well, it will definitely be a movie. You won't get much truth in it. I don't. I mean, people are going. Oh, Chris Helmsworth doesn't look like Hulk Hogan. Well, that happens in, you know, that happens in lots of uh, uh, things like that. You just have to accept it for what it is. It's being done by Netflix. They put a lot of money behind it. I'd imagine it'd be an enjoyable movie that doesn't hold a lot of weight, and the one that I would watch out of intrigue more than anything else. And look, Chris Helmsworth's a big deal. You get paid a lot of money. It will make people watch the film. I get it. Jordan Appleby, greatest ever finish to a match. My vote, HBK attempts to super kick. Austin Ducks catches, spins, stunner. JR's commentary would have been better if Tyson hadn't have fast counted, though. I think, my, again, we talked about it earlier. WrestleMania 13. Stone Cold Steve Austin passing out in the sharpshooter while he's covered in blood to me is just iconic. Helped launch the rattlesnake to the, to the rafters. Did the double turn. Happened at the perfect time. Bret Hart went on to have that great character. Austin went on to become the guy he was. It's perfect to me. Five-star match. Nick Palmer. Everyone seems laser-focused on AEW's impact. Won the dub... Hang on. Everyone seems laser-focused on AEW's impact once the... Won the dub... (laughs) Nick, you missed a few words out. What I think you're saying is AEW's impact and who from WWE will jump ship. But do you think people are overlooking AEW's impact on New Japan? Seems to me most of AEW's top stars have jumped ship from Japan and not WWE. Uh, well, I don't think that's true. Tanahashi's still there. Uh, Ibushi's still there. Tanahashi, I just said Tanahashi, so Okada is still there. I mean, the only people that have really jumped to the Young Bucks, Cody and Kenny Omega, and they are massive. Kenny and the, the Cody, um, the Young Bucks, probably a bit more so, just because they would have been there longer than Cody. But it's happened before. Everybody said this after AJ Styles, Nakamura, and the Good Brothers left, and they were fine. It probably hurts their expansion over here a little bit, but that's why they've given the title to Jay White. No, I don't think so. I think it's good all around. I want New Japan to have competition from AEW, have competition from WWE and vice versa. Because competition makes it better for us as fans and it makes it better for us as wrestlers. It means everybody has to try. If you want the best wrestlers under your country, uh, under your um, uh, banner, promotion, you, you, you have to now offer them something that they wouldn't be able to get elsewhere. You've got to prove that's the right place to go as opposed to you know a few years ago and it's like, well, you've got like one or two places to go if you're lucky. So, no, I, I don't think so. I think it is good, and I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, Mark Rory Day. Uh, just saw something on Instagram that made me want to ask this. It's not wrestling-related, but are you an Arsenal fan? If you are, my respect for you just went up even further, and it was pretty dang high to begin with. Yeah, we did address this. I am. 
for all my sins. Also, a Luton Town fan, if you care. That's where I was born. My dad loves them. Uh, but yeah, I am. And if you're a Tottenham fan, great. If you're a Man United fan, great. If you're a Liverpool fan, great. I, I, it's just fun, man. Sport is fun. Uh, Santino Luis. My WrestleMania 35 predictions. Flair versus Lynch versus Rousey. I'd say yes. Rollins versus Lesnar. I say yes. Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. I say yes. Kobe versus Biggie versus Xavier Woods. I say absolutely not. AJ Styles versus Orton. I say yes. Oscar versus Lacey Evans. I say yes. John Cena versus McIntyre. I say pretty likely. Bailey and Banks versus Rose and Deville. I say probably not. Usos versus Bludgeon Brothers. I say absolutely not. Batista versus Triple H. Yes, if Triple H is healthy and Batista can come to terms with WWE. Boom. Um, oh, there's also more here by Santino. Sam Owens versus Brian. I've heard that rumor too. The rumor's been that Kevin Owens is going to play an everyman. Although if the plan is to have Owens as a face, I'm not sure how that would go down. He's such a great heel. Although as with most returning talent, he'll likely get a huge pop for a while. He's been away for so long. Yes, and don't forget... Oh, drop my mouse. Don't forget that... Um, the other thing is, is that Kevin Owens, people wanted to cheer Kevin Owens. He was such a good heel, he'd already turned. But WWE kind of stumbled on it a little bit because they wanted to push, they had that whole thing with Braun Strowman instead when he got chucked off the cage. I'd like, I, I think Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, with Kevin Owens beating Daniel Bryan for that championship would do wonders. I think people would want to see that. I think people would find it interesting. And I think Kevin Owens would be great in that role. So it's kind of one of my most hopeful, anticipated matches that we don't have yet. And I'd be cool seeing Triple H versus Batista as well. I think that would be, that, that's... I'm not saying it's going to be the best match on the card, but I like having nostalgic star power. I really like Batista. I think he's a really good dude. And he's always wanted that match. And it's a great way for him to go out. And hopefully it means he goes in the Hall of Fame too. And we can just draw a line under Dave Batista's career. He can go off and do his Hollywood thing that he's doing. Triple H has his Mania match, which he always does. It's always nice to see Triple H at Mania, I think. I'd like that. You know, Mania should be a well-balanced, a varied, and a diverse show. Which is why I like WrestleMania 34, because I thought the way they booked John Cena versus The Undertaker with Elias and John Cena being in the crowd at the beginning, it worked. It was fun. It managed to pace the thing out. We will see. We are but a few weeks away. So it's a super short one this week. Um, I wanted to make sure I got all of the questions, uh, but I don't want to give it like massive long answers or anything like that. So you have to forgive me. But again, I wanted to get something up. Remember, if you are watching this live in the premiere, I'm not here. So you've just been chatting amongst yourselves. Um, but I hope you understand. You know, everyone needs a little bit of time off. Um, so I've just done that. And I'll be back next week. I'll be back on What Culture. I'll be back here. I'll be back doing all my stuff and trying to crush 2019 with power because what else is there to do? Uh, please like the video, share the video, subscribe if you're on YouTube. That's always great. Again, patreon.com forward to Simon316. You can come on the podcast, should you so wish. Uh, there's a tier, you can find it, and we'll arrange a time for you to come on. We'll chat wrestling for an hour or so. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at Simon316. And any questions you do have, you can hit me up on the Twitter. Or if you are a patron, make sure you drop me a Patreon line uh, in there too. And go check out other, you know, go subscribe on iTunes and go check out other episodes in the podcast. We've got loads now. I think it's like 100, episode 148 or coming up to 150, if not over actually. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I love doing it. Hence why I wanted to make sure I got this done beforehand. I'll absolutely address all the Roman Reigns stuff when I know more and whatever else goes on. Coming up to Fastlane then, which is nuts. But yes, thank you so much uh, as always. And I'll talk to you again in a week.